Well, we now live in a world where Brian Kelly wins conferences. Nick Saban has questions at quarterback. Jimbo Fisher still makes all the money. Uh, but one thing remains constant, guys. Georgia's going to win the East this year. What's up, Georgia football fans? You're listening to episode 348 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Tony Waller and Will Leach. And this is the SEC preview show. We are getting closer and closer to week zero and then week one when Georgia plays. So we figure we might as well break down the other 13 schools that aren't named Georgia today. So, wow, I just self-censored. <laughs> so here's Will to get it all started. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I apologize. What were you going to say? Yeah, I wasn't going to say. I'll tell you later. It would have been really funny. It would have been uh, record scratch. I apologize. Uh, I was a little bit late uh, getting here tonight because uh, I uh, had to go from the south entrance <laughs> all the way around. Well played, Will. To the north entrance, ran into four tailgates and the dog walk and all sorts of madness. And you just couldn't get through. You had I to just try couldn't to get, cut through. I couldn't get through. I couldn't get through. Yeah. Right but it's going to be fine. Sure. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Another one of the continuous run of... Uh, uh, the really kind of unstoppable Cal Ripken-esque run of uh, fan-friendly decisions that have been made by the Georgia Athletic Department in the last year. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Will. you. It's good to feel loved and respected um, for... Uh, but the concourse is wide. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it, well, we'll just jump right through. We were having an and entire... I'm glad he did. No, we're having an entire discussion uh, because that is our, our... We have a production meeting every week faithfully and make notes about what we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. which is why you get... The, the, the Google Doc is just buzzing all that, week. That is why you get the hard-hitting sci-fi. I mean, trenchant, actually, is the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, content you get here, and, and frankly, that's what you pay for. You get what you pay for. <laughs> um, of course, Will and Scott are talking about uh, the video that came out today uh, involving the pathway around uh, when, when the... I guess the bridge is going to close four hours before game time. Uh, and so you will be required to go down the hill through Clark Howell Hall, past where the dog walk is going to be. But unless, the do- they're, unless they're prepping for the dog walk and then you're cut off and then you'll need to turn around and go all the way over to East Campus Road. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's not quite as bad as South Carolina not being able to get from one side of the stadium to the other, um, although it will significantly impede flow of traffic. Um and that's, you know, that was one thing that uh, I've thought about. This just this year, right? Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I think all of us have thought about uh, when we first heard, heard they were going to close the um, the bridge and make it a ticketed area. Um, I, In my mind, I felt like there should have been some, I don't know, splitting the baby, uh, leaving a lane close there. Close half the bridge. Close half the bridge. But this is very much about... Um, eyeballs and access to the stadium um, because if with the way it's it's done now especially now that they have done some stuff over that uh i guess the southwest corner um the view into the stadium is much higher uh, much easier to see into the stadium um 
I am as not upset about it as y'all are, but uh, I, I certainly see the merits of the point that it does slow down people. For example, uh, every every year I have to go from South Campus, which is where our tailgate is, to North Campus uh, because that's where the law school tailgate is. Uh, and I have to go up there so I can work. Um, that's going to make my my trip up there um, uh, very different because normally I do just walk across the bridge because it's simple. If I don't stop by Robert's tailgate first to say hi, um, or Robert's tailgate, which is about to become uh, the right, place yeah. that 40,000 people will see. Yeah, uh, that people will want to go by. Yep, through yeah. um, so, you know, having said all of that, um, I, I think it is important to note that um, the if you if you sit on the north side and tell on the south side, you're still going to be able to get around there as long as you go ahead and go in the stadium. But, of course, a lot of people don't want to go in the stadium that early, and I understand that. Um um, from a from a fan friendly standpoint, it does make the game day experience very different because part of people's experience has been to walk by the stadium, take even some if pictures. they're not going. Take so their kids that aren't really they're really not going, going to, the to go to the game, yeah. right? And you can do that. But you got to do it four hours before the game. Uh, that's when the gates open. Do I have that right? Four hours. I think so. Yeah. So so if it's a six o'clock kickoff, you could still walk through the bridge at one. I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. If we only had the internet in our pocket. Uh, I still hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I think your point is valid. To, to me, I don't like it. To me, the larger point is this is the next in a continued pattern yep. of... Like, remember... Okay. Um, remember one of the things uh, when, our friend, when uh, our friend and my friend and yours uh, and my fellow David Bowie singer, uh, Josh Brooks, mm-hmm. when he was the... Uh, one of the things that he really made a great name for himself when uh, he was not the AD but was in charge of the game day experience. And there were huge improvements. Improvements, right. Huge improvements, fan-friendly improvements. Mm-hmm. Things that made the game day experience better. The The bathroom lines were wor- better. The concession lines were better. Uh, the entries and flowing around things were better. Uh, the, that was when I... Uh, um, when a lot of the very big praise for Josh when he was in that position was because you could palpably see when you went into the stadium, this is a better experience than mm-hmm. it was last time. They have heard the things that we have said. Yeah, the and free they, water stations, bring the water in. And they yeah. are responding. Yep. yep. That, to me, is what's changed. Is the Not so much, I'm not saying Josh has changed. I mean, his job is different. He has different responsibilities. And so whatever judgments about that one wants to make. But the idea is the notion that what and this goes back to the basketball thing that I've already ranted about plenty but listen decisions have to be made sometimes they're not going to go the fans way sometimes they are going to go the fans way but there has been a notion and understanding that this is one of the greatest fan bases in all of college sports Mm -hmm. and they need to be respected accordingly even if you want to do something that they don't even if you do something they don't want even if you even if you're like, sorry, I, we, this is something we have to do, and here's why. Can you give us some input? What can we do to make this better? That is not what's happening. That, to me, is what has changed, is the idea of this, uh, the basketball thing is the perfect example of it. But I would also argue that this is just, it's like this is what's happening. What are you going to do? Not go to the games? 
Mm-hmm. And that is the difference. Mm-hmm. That is the difference. The idea is the presumption that we have you and you're not going anywhere as opposed to we are what we are because of you. How can we make you happy? And that to me is the massive difference. And listen, it's not just Georgia. I mean, this is what this is what college sports is now. But uh, I think this is a, a symptom of that larger issue. So uh, I, I don't think it makes the people involved in the Georgia Athletic Department bad people who are. It makes them like everyone else in college sports right now. But it's a definitive change. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that I and listen, Georgia's won two national championships. I'm not complaining, uh, but certainly, uh, um, you know, eventually they're going to lose a game. I, I hate to be the one to say that, but eventually they it's going to happen. They are going to lose a game, and people will be mad again. They will get angry. They will embrace their anger like a phantom limb, and um, <laughs> and so they, they will like an old friend has come back to visit. <laughs> and uh, so right now you can get away with everything. I just think it's worth remembering the thing that makes Georgia different is a lot of the stuff that they tend to not be valuing very much right now. Yeah, and I think it's uh, – I, I just did a quick check. It looks like it will be closed on Friday night. So cool. you won't be able to get through it all. So it will Friday night. Um, so if we're going to talk about fan family improvements, they have – I made the joke earlier sarcastically. They've expanded the concourse on the south end zone. It's going from 9 feet to 21 feet. Game changer. I mean, if you – It, if it was a bottleneck. Side, it's it, going to – basically what, what uh, the south side concourse yeah. looked like last year and the years before is yeah. what the Tate Center is going to look like now that they've closed the bridge. It's going to be a complete bottleneck. Yeah, but – we, you, if we, we still have to. <laughs> I hear you. We still, mm-hmm. we have to acknowledge that they, they did make that part better. They did. I'm not saying I'm not saying that the bridge is not a is, is a bad not a bad idea. But um, I think there is one other thing at play here. Um, I mean, the end game on this is some sort of thing where they're going to make some sort of luxury seating down there, right? I mean, that's why. I mean, I don't. I mean, there has the for a long time there have been fake renderings of. The opening of the stadium being closed in down there, or whatever you you have, I I would be super disappointed if they did that because I, that's one of the the great parts about our stadium is you still have natural views, um, particularly sure. to the west with the sun and all that stuff. And it's like, but like, I mean, yeah, that's obviously what they're going to do. Like, yeah, that's what yeah, this yeah. is. Like, yeah. that's of course what it is. Yeah, and. And that is, to me, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's exactly what I'm talking about. And, and listen, this touches on what I, we, we were referring to when we did our realignment show. But, like, eventually, the, like, you can, the goose, the, the like, you need the eggs, the golden, <laughs> like, you can kill this thing yeah. with these little cuts here or there to just try to get a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and next thing you know the thing that was producing all this stuff in the first place so we're not there yet obviously but I think uh, and it speaks to there was a really good piece uh, by uh, what's his name the guy that covers uh, Tennessee for the Athletic that used to uh, work with me uh, yeah used to work with the Sports on Earth Um, he wrote this week saying you know like the logical next thing they're going to do is get Northwestern Indiana Vanderbilt out of their conference. It's like, that's obviously the next thing to do. Because once you've admitted, as we already have, that like, well, sentiment doesn't mean anything anymore. Like, everything has to be, we've all just accepted it. We, we've not accepted it, but we, if we want to watch college football, now the understanding is all that matters. And money has always mattered. Money has always mattered. Money still matters. Mm-hmm. Money, pro money. I'd like to run on the money is not a terrible thing ticket. Um, but it's always mattered. 
Now the pretense that anything else matters at all is gone. And when that's gone, that's when a, well, Vanderbilt's not getting any TV ratings, so why are we even keeping them in the conference? Northwestern gets any TV ratings, why, why are we even keeping them in the conference? If you've just decided that these, you know, I feel obliged to remind everyone, universities with like grand traditions and like th- and, and and that don't exist at all as again they're just minor league football without the fans that do all of this um, uh, once we decide that none of that matters all that matters is how many people are watching the games on television why not kick yeah. Vanderbilt why yeah, not dude, I, I, I've been saying that we are just extras in on the soundstage production yeah. for 20 years yeah. I mean that's yeah. absolutely the way and now it's just it. been weaponized and, yeah. and become ultra McKinsey-esque level efficient yeah. and well, uh, well we got a report sorry you've been redundant um, by the way oh, yeah. Scott I will the, I'm not saying that you know, many 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 people fell for this uh, you got uh, you got scammed by the oldest trick in the book. Not it's not getting a land war in Asia, but um, is uh, there was a satire account that said that Hawaii and Vanderbilt will be playing in a high school stadium. They would play in Vanderbilt Stadium, a much smaller Vanderbilt Stadium because they're renovating it. But still, I saw, I, and you're probably right. But I did see photos yesterday. Yeah, 20, 27,000. The, there's yeah. still like construction and, and well, work trucks. You, I mean, you can't, okay. you can't rebuild a stadium. Without, you know what? That makes me happy because, yeah. um, you know, I, was, that I, would, like, I, like I would hate idea. for those uh, Rainbow Warriors yeah. to travel all the way over to beautiful Nashville and play well, it. Since they have to play literally at their intramural stadium when they're at home. Why don't they just move it to the Titans Stadium? That's in Nashville. Because they, nobody would be there. Well, I mean, sixty thousand Georgia fans would be there. But <laughs> well, I mean, that would be fun. Why you don't travel? Yeah, Who was it? Marcus right. Howard broke them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Poor one out for Coleman. Yeah, true. Coleman. Anyway, okay, so I don't want to complain Coleman more about this stuff, but like yeah. this is, you know, this is. No, yeah, but I think it's good we started with that because yeah. that that video. Yeah, did I'm come glad. Out today. I feel better. Yeah. And here's the thing my my official point of view on this is I'm going. I'm not going to tweet storm or anything like that. I'm going to let it. I'm going to go and see what it's like on that game day versus UT Martin, and I'm just going to observe, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to make wise cracks or anything. And then I'm going to see how it's going to end up, and then it's going to be awful, and then I'll talk about it the next <laughs> week. And, and, and again, the, the last thing on this, I know that they have us. We're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. We have the Georgia podcast. But it's when you lose. Because you, you hear this. Stu Mandel's always making the argument, that like, listen, who cares about Oklahoma? Who cares about Oregon State and Washington State? Because people, like, they would much rather get some random dude in New Jersey that just wants to watch, uh, that will turn on a random Ohio State Alabama game right. than having the alumni at those schools. And sure. that is true. Yeah. But that is like, that is such short term thinking. That is such just what's in front of your face thinking, which is. That's the scariest part about this is, yes, in the micro sense, what will give us a higher television rating today than this game? We have to just do it. The problem is, is that like there's still this still all exists because people love this, not just because of the random dude that's watching a game over there. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to lose that guy, too, because he's going to be like, wait, this is like crap football. I can go watch the <laughs> NFL. This is minor league football. Like if if you really just go after the casual person that doesn't care, eventually they're going to go. Wait, if this none of this tradition stuff matters, why am I watching minor league football? This is the XFL. Yeah, does anybody watch USFL or XFL? No. I mean, they watch it because they literally there's no NFL on. Right. But like, there's no emotional connection to it, and I think that's that's that, I don't know. I'm just I'm so good thought blaring process, the alarm. Right? I'm blaring the alarm. About it. Anyway, okay, let's talk about let's well, talk about the last season of the SEC as we know it. Well, speaking of crab football, Hugh Freeze is back at 
Uh, are we starting with West. Auburn or starting the West or what well? Let's say, I think we, we should talk. A... Let's talk about the West. Let's talk okay. about the West. Yeah. It's been an active week for Hugh Freeze. By it the way. has um, been an active week for Hugh Freeze. Um, as I understand, his favorite place in Phoenix City is closed. Uh, I think there's a, some sort of raid, a sex thing. I don't know. Um, and, uh, I, don't, I can't say that for certain, but yeah. probably. But, um, uh, certainly, uh, uh, the the that excerpt the excerpts about him and Michael O'Hur have come out uh, hot and heavy this week. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's like actually whoever's doing that is getting the timing right, as yeah. opposed to having another realignment battle right before what people yeah. should be talking about the 2023 football season. Yeah, I mean, like there's um, game like like the games start in eight nine days. Like yeah. Notre Dame plays in nine days, guys. Yeah. So uh, the reason the reason with the West, we start with the yeah. The reason I want to start with the West is that there are, in my mind, two really good teams. Clearly, we know they're good. There is a team that we have that that's talent that I'm going to be super interested in, particular to make to to watch the relationship between the head coach and offensive coordinator. Um, And then you have four teams who are who all could finish somewhere between eight and four and four and eight. Obviously, I have uh, I have my druthers, which are those teams I want to finish four and eight, and that's Auburn. Uh, but I, I, of course, I'm talking about Alabama, LSU at the top, Texas A&M. They're kind of in the middle, and then Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Auburn. I mean, if you, between those four, considering uh, Mississippi, it feels like right now that um, Lane Kiffin might be mailing things in a little bit. Um, Arkansas. Uh, who has our our world's our the world's uh, beefiest dad with mm-hmm. Sam Pittman, uh, but also basically KJ Jefferson running into the defensive line 17, <laughs> 74 times a game. Um, You're not wrong. You know Mississippi State uh, with uh, Mike Leach, of course, dying mm-hmm. uh, at the end of last season, and Zach Arnett coming in totally remaking their offense, and then Auburn with uh, the Reverend Hugh Freeze there uh, spreading his uh, special. His special brand of evangelism. This is going to be so fun. What's that? Hugh Freeze? Just anything. Oh, I can't wait. No, yeah. no. Yeah. The whole I'm, season. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. Yeah. Um, Having Hugh Freeze at Auburn is just like, oh, like all you're missing is Bryles as his offensive coordinator. Well, no. And so, <laughs> and look, I want to start with Hugh Freeze. A lot of a lot of people are like, well, Hugh Freeze can really coach him up. Yeah, of course he can coach him up. But Hugh Freeze is also can't stand to let... Hugh Freeze literally can't stand to let stuff. He will say, stay so distracted, <laughs> like literally Googling his own name over this Michael Ower stuff that he will forget to go to the massage parlor. I mean, he, <laughs> that is really it's his, that is really his mind. thing. He just, he can't help himself. He can't help himself. Um, and when you throw in that, he's got, I'm pretty sure they're starting Peyton Thorne. Uh, who is not the name of a uh, uh, Scorpion song, but a former Michigan State quarterback. It's going to be a starting quarterback. I mean, literally, they're picking between a former Oregon quarterback and a former Michigan State quarterback. The Oregon quarterback that left because Bo Nix went to Oregon. Um, I, I look, look, is there a world where Hugh Freeze sneaks up and beats somebody? Even, even possibility threatens Georgia. Sure. Is there also a world where Hugh Freeze? Oh, let me look at their schedule. I'm going to make it. By the way, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to. I want us to go through and kind of look at the schedule and and do some uh, potential upset picks. Let's just like lay some picks out there of like, hey, this is a this upset pick that I could think could happen. But looking at Auburn's schedule, um, you, I, uh, there's just 
there's an entire world out there where they could beat LSU. Uh, is that, and that game is... At, that's, okay. that's, in, that's in Death Valley. Oh, uh, yeah. That's probably not happening. That's not going to happen. Um, they could beat Cal in week two. Yeah, but what if Texas A&M has a weird day? Yeah, it happens. Yeah, they beat Texas A&M, yeah. but then also oh turn around. Imagine them being four zero coming into coming into that game in Georgia. Yeah, and then turn around and lose to um, Vanderbilt. Sorry, guys, I got they're going to Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt has a winning record versus Auburn. That 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 yeah. sounds right. Uh, I mean, the thing about Auburn is that, like, I mean. Things yeah. bottomed out. They're like maybe you think Freeze is going to be able to pull this around at some point, but I don't know why anyone would possibly think that like there's like this is going to happen in a year. Well, because people, first off, Auburn fans are rationally dumb, and also it's Hugh Freeze, right? Because he look the guy can coach football, right? They Auburn literally hired him because he beat Nick Saban three times when he was in Mississippi. That's why they hired him. Well, that that and his his agent is relentless, but um, the Vanderbilt Auburn series is tied twenty one twenty one and one. Guys, there is nothing that makes me happier than Vanderbilt pulling ahead of them. <laughs> look, I, I think there are some there are some reasons for. Generally, SEC fans to be worried about Auburn if everything's to be believed. Auburn's starting to pull; they're 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 coagulating their feces in the NIL oh space. Gosh. And uh, look, I mean, look, a, a weaponized Auburn is to be is a force to be reckoned with. Maybe, but not seen this that. year. No, not this year. Yeah, but yeah. we've seen that, right? We've seen that. Um, and then you throw in like I, I feel for Mississippi State. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's slow it down and go team by team. Okay. Let, let, so so uh, like I think. Auburn's a good place to start um, yeah. with that, and I think that I think that's the thing is macro sins uh, freeze if if he doesn't blow things up at some point, which happens obviously. You said blow temperamentally, he makes more sense there obviously than Brian Harson did. Like at a certain sure. level, it's yeah. like they're yeah. not, like maybe it's, it's going to work out, maybe it's not, but it's certainly there's a chance it works out with him, and there wasn't a chance with Harson. And so, like that that long term, and by by long term, I mean there is no more East and West. So Georgia is competing with them like they're competing with anybody else anymore moving forward. So, which is to me, uh, I would argue we should maybe start with the idea: this is the last time we'll be talking about the SEC West and the SEC East, which is weird because I feel like there is. I would say this, so much of Georgia, how we have gauged Georgia's success and failures over the last 15 years has been built around, oh, well, Georgia's in the East. Yep. Why are we not? It's easier. Uh, How could Missouri show up in this and suddenly win this thing twice? The idea that, I mean, Florida didn't take care, take advantage of a down Georgia. Tennessee didn't take advantage of a down, like in the last days of Rick and the first days of Kirby. The idea was like it was the, before Georgia got it together, winning the East was like it was, it was the easier route. And now that that's over, I kind of want to like dwell on a little, like I want to kind of enjoy this last year mm-hmm. of the East and West because it really has been the framework to the way we've discussed the SEC certainly since I moved here, is the idea of yeah. of Georgia should be winning the East every year. Now they are. Remember how much it meant? Let's not forget how much it meant when they went to their first SEC championship game under Kirby. It had been a while. Yeah, uh, what, six years, five years? And, and, it, and it, felt, it felt like we were so excited to be in that game. To be back in the SEC championship game. Let's not forget that feeling, right? Because it had been so long and it felt like, okay, this is now, eventually we're going to want to be here every year. But right now, how exciting it is that we're back. Now, 
We've been back there every single year except for one since that time. And it feels like that's the established place. It's going to be different now. It's There is no, okay, we got we just got to be better than Tennessee and Florida and hope that someone does Bob. Now it is, it is death march. It is a death march yep. all the way through from now on after this year. So I kind of enjoy seeing, like I look at the West here and I, it's funny because it feels like, it feels to me like Alabama and LSU, Texas A&M and Mississippi maybe. Maybe Arkansas, Arkansas, but the Mississippi State Auburn seem like clearly, I would argue, they're clearly the bottom two. Yeah. And, but the idea that we're even thinking of it that way, this is the last time it's going to be like that. Yeah. Ne- ne- it's going to be... Next year, it's going to be like, well, Missouri, yeah. Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and Auburn yeah. are clearly have no chance yeah. at right. being in those top two. Right. Um, and, and realistically, you probably throw in... Oh, this year, if you want to look at this way, Florida and Florida. Like, imagine if Missouri would have had the the SEC West schedule for the last ten years. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a nightmare for them. Yeah, and so they've been able to benefit from South Carolina, from Kentucky, who's good, but I don't think anyone considers some sort. Like, what happens if Kentucky plays an SEC West schedule every year? Stoops, all of a sudden, this is, the record doesn't look so good. Is basically mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and that's that's why I kind of like I mean, this is the last year of order and last year where I said, which is all the more reason that like. To be honest with you, and we'll go team by team, I, I kind of just want to see one last Georgia-Alabama game in the SEC Championship game. It feels like that is the logical last SEC Championship game with the East versus West. Or, if you want to throw a wrench into things, you could if it, it's going to be the last, then it would be Alabama-Florida, right? But you said that couldn't happen. I mean, because that was the first two. That was the first two. You're right. You're right. But... Uh, yeah. We're, yeah. We, we're, we we'll do to, the East. We'll yeah. get to the East. We need to finish I, uh, yeah. Auburn. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah Auburn, Mississippi State. Let's just kind of put those two together a little bit. Yeah. Because yeah. I, think, I think they're clearly the worst two teams in the West. Yeah, and, and, and I was going to talk for a minute about Mississippi State. Yeah. Look, Mississippi State has Zach Arnett, the former defensive coordinator who was named a coach after Mike Leach passed away. Um, they're totally revamping their offense. Like, they are going away from the air raid. Uh, they're going to run the football a lot more. I mean, they are just remaking that team. I mean, it's it's still the same, still the same basic yeah. like offensive players. But I mean, they're just installing new offense, and that's. I mean, is there are they also a team that could sneak up and beat somebody? Maybe, I, but I would pick Auburn to beat somebody randomly rather than Mississippi State because that, just, yeah, because they, they have a they have a known they have a known ceiling which is their offense is going to be a mess. Also, yeah. occasionally Mississippi State would have these like random games where they come up and bite somebody, but the reason they did that is because Leach did a bunch of weird stuff, yeah, and they're yeah. not going to be doing that now. Mm-hmm. And so I understand because like, they were always good for forty two points at some point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there'd be a game where they well, go nuts. What they do in the COVID season against LSU? Yeah, they, exactly. They boat race. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's not happening with this team and I understand why he's doing it and maybe it'll work but I I would I might put Auburn above Mississippi State this year I'm not sure you're going to be able to turn that boat around that fast to start playing like the rest of the SEC but still with the guys that you had last year under Leach I don't know I don't don't know if it's going to work one cool thing that Mississippi State's going to do they're going to bring back their late 90s uniforms with the MSU on it Uh, like like the one Like the one they wore in the snow game versus yeah, Texas A&M yeah. and Shreveport of yeah. all places. Ah, I like that. So that you're going to see that classic <laughs> uniform of uh, and that was a, a bowl game. That huh? was why it was there. Yeah, it was. It was, was yeah, well, yeah, it was Independence Bowl. But it, there, there's literally like eight inches of snow falling on New Year's Eve in like 1999 or something. Um, our friend, by the way, our friend Kyle was there for that game. Um, he uh, he, uh, formerly of the Independence Bowl uh, committee, mm-hmm. was there. His 
It his was, brother back went, then it was the Pool and Weed Eater Bowl. Yeah, yeah. His brother went to AM and they they he sat through that game. Um, so, Will, where do you want to go next? Or Scott, where do you want to go next? Are we thinking Arkansas? Let's go Arkansas. Yeah, yeah I think Arkansas. that's probably right. Um, I called him uh, everybody's favorite beefiest dad earlier. Um, literally, this this team is running KJ Jefferson at people seventy five times a game. I mean, like they're going to have a different offense than that, but it's they did that two years <laughs> ago when game day was here, and it was over quickly. It was, it was. I mean, so, but, but, and here's the thing: if they go, let's presume they go seven to five, they win three SEC games, and you look at their schedule, who their SEC games they're probably going to win are. Um, I mean, they have they go on the road to LSU. They play A and M at Jerry World. They go to Mississippi. They go to Alabama, Mississippi State. They go to Florida. They play Auburn and they play Missouri. So if you're picking three games out of there, you pretty much have to think the last is, three. Yeah, some combination of Mississippi State, Florida, Auburn, and Missouri, right? Mm-hmm. And look, whether we and we'll talk about Florida in a minute. If they go on the road and be Florida, and also make a bowl game. Their fans are going to be pretty happy as long as they don't look bad. Like if they get they get boat raced early and lose like to BYU at home. By the way, we and, and Scott, I assume you're going to talk about this. Uh, the SEC has two of the weirdest matchups between Auburn and Cal and BYU at Arkansas. Like two disparate fan bases and a whole different. What world. about Arizona going to Starkville? Arizona's That's weird. Like, well, look, but they're listen. both. But they're both like. They're both they're both out in the middle of nowhere. Although I guess Arizona is in Tempe, but um, no, no, it's in Tucson. Tucson. That's in Tucson, but still, down. they're both out in the middle of nowhere. They both uh, they both like the beach. They both have uh, you go there for sights and not so much education. Um, so, but having said that, um, yeah, Arkansas is kind of bumping up against a weird ceiling. I don't think. I don't think Sam Pittman's on the hot seat in any way, but mm-hmm. if they go sideways this year, he'll be he will be next year. Hmm. I mean, you want? I mean, honestly, this is another problem with the West and the East thing. Like, ideally, Arkansas turns into like the Kentucky, mm-hmm. where yeah. it's just like they're just seven eight wins. Every, like, yep. if he wins seven eight games every year, I assume they're, they're going to be fine. That's the perfect they're like, comparison. They're yeah. they're the Kentucky of the West. <laughs> Although, except until the West is over. Well, I mean, yeah. they've won they won national championships in in my lifetime, yeah. Irish. <laughs> Um, and then they also have made the SEC championship game. Remember, Georgia's first one was against Arkansas. Yep. Um, so I think, I think the I think the, Kentucky's not a bad analogy as long as you. It's it's probably closer to South Carolina, where as long as you are competent, you sneak up and beat somebody every once in a while and threaten ten or eleven wins uh, every you know third or fourth season, people are happy. Our, It'd be more fun if Danny Ford was still their coach, though. At Arkansas? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think it's lovely that Sam Pittman, who is the most Razorback of Razorback people, <laughs> is their head coach. I, I mean, it, yeah. It's it's also funny that, like, speaking of like, my Atlanta, like, Bielema, like, didn't work at Arkansas, but, like, it looks like Pittman's trying to turn them into, like, the SEC's Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great – look, look Bielema tried to do this yeah. and couldn't make it work, yeah. and now Sam Pittman is. Yeah. It's because he likes to have a cold beer after a game. Uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, for the Brett, record – Brett definitely drinks – Brett, I mean, look, he's a – He's a Northern Illinois guy. Yeah, he better. definitely drinks beer. And for the record, Bielema was doing fine, if not better, than Pittman after his first two years. Bielema was doing great at Arkansas after his first two years. It was after that when it got it got it got, it got he, he, struggled, he struggled recruiting players. Yeah, and that's that's a problem. It doesn't look like Pittman's yeah, having right. it. So, um, Mississippi next. If we're uh, working backwards, I would say. Are you willing to say A and M? 
I think who I can definitely see Ole Miss being better than it. the A and M. Talk about a team that has like sideways potential. Like if it doesn't, if oh. it because <laughs> if it starts going bad for Texas A and M, it will be bad quickly, and it will be. It will be awful, 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 awful. Yo, they're gonna fill bum. They're gonna fill bum fights on the sideline. Yeah. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. If you, it, just in case, because it's every. It's, it, this is always. It's there's somebody listening to the first, first podcast right now. Guys, Bobby Petrino's offensive coordinator. Bobby no Petrino is the offensive coordinator. Oh my god, this is amazing! Hold on, hold on. I want you to think about this. Do you think he'll wear the neck brace on the sideline? Oh my god! Oh my god! So here's the thing. Let's let's start with this. Jimbo Fisher is top three or four. Like, listen, Nick Saban is obsessive, obsessive about how things run at Alabama. But the reason Nick Saban's been so successful is he's found other coaches who share his obsession, and he has delegated accurate well to those those coaches. Take all those things I said up to delegated well to all those coaches <laughs> and apply that to Jimbo Fisher. He does not like people. If, if, if we were students, the old days where you beep stuff, you'd beep it right now mm-hmm. around with his offense. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. And basically, he was forced to hire an offensive coordinator who he could turn the offense over to this Bobby year. Petrino. Bobby like Petrino. Bobby Petrino. Who also is as obsessive and, uh, and control freak about offenses as anybody there has been. Probably 1A, 1B. This Guys, thing could get off the road. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Mm. Like, 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 look at their second game of the year. Second game of the year is at Miami. They're going to be favored in that game. But not – can you imagine if they lose that game? Oh. If they lose at Miami, people are going to lose their freaking mind. Stop, and that's Will. a bad sign. Like, I think they're favored against Miami. I think they'll beat Miami. You're going to make me take my shirt off. But if they don't, <laughs> like, of ever, like – you know how we were with Auburn with uh, Harson. We're like, oh man, this thing could get out of right. hand, and it did. And this is the team to me in the SEC that things could get gloriously and destructively out of it hand. It feels like last year it got gloriously and destructive out of hand for AM. A little bit, yeah. I mean, they beat Alabama, um, but so look at the schedule. They could well have Alabama coming into their house, and they could be five and zero. Both those teams could be five and zero, right? Yeah. Um, which is going to be that's a, it's going to be a game day. It's going to be a three or f- two, three or four, unless Georgia. It's the day of Georgia bad. Kentucky. Uh, but two, three or four versus uh, you know seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there, right? Um, it's going to be crazy, uh, and we'll talk about Alabama in a minute, and particularly I think what they're going to do to Tennessee. But I think Alabama's going to do the same thing to. To A and M, everybody's like, "Well, Alabama's slipping. They lost to A and M, and they lost to Tennessee." They lost those two games by five points total, um, and that if if that happens, if Alabama just houses them, then they play Arkansas, Jerry World. I'm sorry, then they play at Tennessee, dude. Tennessee could score 48 points on them in a heartbeat. Then they go to then South Carolina's there. Then they play at Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin lives for games like that. Lane Kiffin will spend the entire week thinking of lines that he's going to say at the press conference <laughs> just to get Bobby Petrino mad about motorcycles. He's going to do it. <laughs> oh and gosh. then, you know, Mississippi State, Abilene Christian, and at LSU, which means, okay, they start at 5-0 and and finish 8-4. and Those people are going to go crazy. I mean – Bloodthirsty. They went five and seven last year, guys. Yeah, nine, yeah. ten million dollars a year. Went five and seven. Yeah, last year. 
Look, the best thing that could happen for him right now is oil prices fall. Yeah. Because oil prices fall, they can't fire him. Yeah. Oil, oil prices go to buck twenty. Besides the fact that the common <laughs> Americans are screwed, he's getting fired. I mean, it's it's this. Of, I would argue of all the teams in college football, this is the team that could. I mean, heading. In, I mean, Texas A&M. They think that they're Georgia and Alabama combined. And frankly, you know, the money they got, the the boosters they got. I don't believe it really exists. Georgia's never been there. That's true. I agree. I agree. It might not be. It might. It might. It might be. Uh, uh, it might be a uh, Pandora. You know, they might actually be uh, a place that exists entirely in the billion dollar mind of James Cameron. I I just kind of think that like when you think of as college football gets bigger and bigger and more expensive and more high profile, it's all win everything or nothing. It will make the implosions that much more dramatic and incredible. Texas A and M to me feels like the team like. That feels, of all the teams, it's hard to think of a situation short of like Michigan going four and eight. That would be more of a, of a blow up situation than Texas. Like, what if they go six and six? Oh my God. They went five and seven last year. <laughs> like, and they lost to Miami at home last year. Like, what if Petrino and what if Petrino and Fisher get in like a pissing oh, I hope that, uh, I hope they, like, uh, I hope they fight like, um, the owner of West Ham United and the coach of West Ham United, they end the Ted Lasso, yeah. and like he pushed Petrino down, and he's got to put the he's got to put the mouse away. Yeah. I hope that happens. God, it's amazing. I can't wait. This is look. I mean, look. There's entirely a world. Let me let's not be all doom and gloom about the Aggies. There's entirely a world where they go ten and two and finish second in the division, right? Because they have talent. They on do this have team. talent. They have they had talent, talent last on this year. Team. They had talent last year. They have, but those all that incredible 2021 class has a year of experience. A lot of them played. So I mean, there's an entirely a world where they do finish ten and two, uh, and still finish third. Right? Basically, they're the Penn State, right. the SEC West. Um, and but 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 there will come a time where, and we may never get video of this in the same way we don't get video of. Allegedly, Brian McClendon beaten down um, uh, Pruitt. But if please tell me there's video, please tell me there's video when these two guys fight. No. It's just amazing. No. I'm gonna. By the way, this is gonna be a recurring bit on this thing. I can't wait. Cannot wait. So you've got you've got this and Hugh Freeze. This whole thing and Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we'll go to, we'll go to Mississippi next, but also Lane Kiven not giving AF. Lane I Kiven mean, feels like the calm, stable one over I, here. He's the elder statesman. He he is who you look to for stable leadership. Think about that sentence, and I said it without sarcasm. I don't. Yeah, I kind of mean it. Like yes. and. I find their quarterback situation going to Ole Miss, Ole Miss really fascinating. Yeah, it's Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart. But then there's Spencer Sanders here. And, like, it's weird that – I don't know. I mean, Spencer Sanders, like, almost made – like, like he played in the, SEC, in the Big 12 championship game. And then ultimately – remember, they were going to make – they could have made the playoff two years ago. And then he made – and he basically made the mistakes at the end that cost him. But that's a big – like Jackson, like my, I always refer to my friend Will Haraway, who's a diehard Cardinals fan, but also a diehard Ole Miss guy. He is not sold on Dart, and it sounds like he's like anyway. He sounds awesome, doesn't he? He's Jackson Dart. Oh yeah, but he's actually not with an X. sold with an X. on him, and he colors one eye in, yeah. or wears like a yeah eye, eye black under so one you eye. Think he's Lisa Lefon Lopez? Yeah, he wants like Jackson. It seems like Jackson Dart. In the Ole Miss offense with Kiffin running, it should be like a thing, and it never really was quite the thing that I think a lot of people thought it was. Gonna I mean, there will be four games this season, yeah, right? So. This is why you can always yeah. count on them to beat somebody. Yeah. 
I mean, I won't say I'm nervous about them coming to Athens, but there are people that circle in that game thinking like, well, if Georgia's going to lose, it's that game. And I'm not saying that's impossible, but um, yeah, I, I think, look, with Leach gone, rest his soul, Ole Miss is low-key. Ole Miss is low-key uh, low Mississippi State now, right? Don't care about defense. Going to go score some points. Um, that's all well and good until you come up against a team that can slow your offense down and also score points. Yeah. Um, which you're in the SEC. I mean, they played Alabama and Georgia this year. Yeah, they played Alabama and Georgia. Right, <laughs> I mean, that's, right, right, right. That's, that's pretty, pretty big strikes right there. Right. Also, I'm going to talk about this for a second because Lane Kiffin this week has um, – he has really, really given the vibes of – so we've all worked with people who you know they're about to quit. You know they have found another job, but they're not telling the boss yet. Lane Kiffin's definitely been getting off this vibe this week. He's like, I don't know with the NIL. It's just like, I don't really know what to do. And, oh, yeah, we're just behind. And we're like, but, you know, we're going to try the best that we can this year. He is definitely a guy that has bought a timeshare somewhere and is like, I mean, he look, and I know Will Haraway knows this, but the f- the first SEC job, probably not. Maybe I mean, there's certain Big Twelve jobs, but the next SEC job, like he he's doing just enough so he gets considered for the next big SEC. Which job. is a shame because I I like him at Mississippi. It's perfect. Oh, it's a like, perfect marriage. Like, yeah. like they absolutely when they break up, this is the one where all the friends are going to be like, oh, God, it was just a great match. I, don't <laughs> I know. know why they didn't like, make it. Like, why like her? Why didn't they and, make it? Yeah, I think you're uh, yeah, right. Yeah. I think you're right because it really does feel because he's fun there. Mm-hmm. He can feel like the stable one. He can feel like the cool one. He's a cool place. Like it just a place where they want to win. But like it's fine. Like you know, beat Alabama once. Look, he's replaced you. Ed Orgeron, yeah. Hugh Freeze, and Houston Nutt. <laughs> yeah, of course he looks like the same. Yeah, player. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I know what you're saying, but like, I don't want to see him, like. Dealing with like, I want him to be a Mississippi. We can kind of just do his thing and let him be him. But. The problem is, is week two they're going to New Orleans to play Tulane, and the last time I saw Tulane, they were beating USC. Hmm? I'm telling you, that Tulane team I, we talked about last week, they're probably going to be the top G5 team. They're going to be the G5 representative to the New Year Six. Um, that's a tough game. I look. Nothing bad ever happens when uh, Mississippi goes to New, to New Orleans. There's no no bad things that yeah, happen there. No, no, so, no, no, no. Um, um, okay, but yeah. So, but I I have to say I am. Who would you put higher, Ole Miss or Texas A and M? I'm gonna say Texas A and M. Yeah, yeah me I agree. Too. Just because of I don't the talent. Want to. Just because of talent. And because they're playing at Alabama, at Tulane, and at Georgia. Yeah. yeah well, although I will say, if things go sideways for A M, put them below Mississippi State. Oh, yo, definitely. If things go sideways, they can finish last. I mean, they almost finished last, last year. <laughs> I love it. Oh, love it. Boy. Okay, so how about the how about the the big dogs, as they say? Um, Do, well, if we're doing LSU. if we're doing LSU, Tony, will you lead us in with LSU? Well, I mean, I, I, I well, boys, I say boys. I, I went to Atlanta last year, and I was just. <laughs> It was just, I mean, we were in that game late until our wide receiver got uh, targeted. No, I'm sorry. That was uh, Ryan Day. Um, yeah, so LSU. Um, I think, I, I don't want to speak for my co-host. I think LSU is probably going to finish second in this division. 
Um, there's a couple of key reasons. Yes, I know they probably have the best returning quarterback in the conference. Yes, they did represent the West last year. Um, but, and here's the but. Oh, and yes, they also probably have, despite the talent that's on Alabama and Georgia's defense, they probably have the best one defensive player, Harold Perkins Jr. Um, I think LSU's depth still hasn't built up to the point, and frankly that was what happened at Notre Dame, but Brian Kelly hasn't built up to the point where they can sustain uh, They can sustain this. Yeah, I, trust me, I know they got it last year. I get that. Um, but, and this is an important um, – <clears throat> This is an important caveat. They have to go on the road to Alabama, um, and that is probably going to be the, I guess the the def, the defining game. Um, I mean, it's, it's almost the only game, right? Well, like yeah, Texas A&M. Look, Athlon has them losing two games, and I don't see the other yeah, one. Yeah, and they draw they don't. draw at Missouri and then Florida from the East. Yeah, I just we'll, we'll get to Florida in a minute, but. Um, I mean, so are you, are you saying they're going to slip up and lose to Mississippi? I would say it's more likely they're going to slip up and lose a game that's not against not that big game in Alabama. I mean, Florida State could beat them. Florida State could beat yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so even if they win the SEC, because I think Florida State is going to beat them. I'll just say that right now. I think Florida State's going to beat them. Um, and that has everything to do with Florida State, nothing to do with LSU, other than like uh, there are a lot of people hanging their hat and well, well they got the best returning quarterback. Their depth still suffers. Um, they everybody's like, well, Brian Kelly can coach him up. Yeah, but that's the same Brian Kelly I saw go for five field goals against Georgia in seventeen, and I just. Yeah, but he's I, got he's got a different team. Different team. He he, he has a better. It's coach. remarkable what he did in his first he, year. It it's is remarkable. It is. It is. Two things can be true at the same time, though. He can also still be a step behind Nick Saban. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's. But it's. I think it's kind of crazy. LSU's here already. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the Sunday night game. Yeah. Oh, for, I, yeah. That like first it was weekend. last. Year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, you know how the Monday night. The Labor Day game is always like this big thing. Clemson Duke from Wallace Wade, baby. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not at the Benz this year. No, it's in Wallace it's Wade Stadium. Wallace it Wade is Stadium. in Durham. The, the, I think the Benz game is on Saturday this year. I think year, it might right? be on Friday. Is it? I don't know. Who's yeah, playing that, in it? What's that first week? I'm is that Texas, it. Alabama? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. No, that's week two, I think. Right. Is that okay? Either way, so oh Mercedes Stadium, Louisville at Georgia Tech on Friday. Friday, yeah, that's not even. How many people are going to be at that? That's not a Chick Fil A kickoff game. That's just an ACC game at Mercedes Benz. Um, yeah, I just, I I just, I just think LSU. Um, I think LSU is one of those one of those teams that is. uh, Let's put it this way. I think LSU, and this is not this is not damning with faint praise. This, this, this LSU is late aughts era Georgia, where they are really good, not great, and probably not quite up to quite up to the level of the very best team or teams in the conference. You think they're going to get there? TBD. I mean, I, I think it's – I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I will say that a year ago I said no chance, that, that there is a hard limit on what Brian Kelly can accomplish. The fact that he did so well last year 
makes me question that. Now he's still got he's still got to recruit, and he seems to be recruiting pretty well. Um, but his two his two things that like 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 every head coach is judged on recruiting, development, and in game coaching. Um, his in game coaching last year was really good, right? Um, something remains to be seen about development and recruiting. Although at Notre Dame recruited pretty well. Um, I mean, I'm going to be watching this team because there are two Oconee County kids on this team, uh, Whit Weeks and um, Johnson. If Johnson's at uh, A&M, oh, he's now, A&M, the Johnson boys are A&M. Um, it's both weeks. Both weeks. West. West and week. I can't. West, West weeks and West, Whit weeks. West, yeah, I can't believe West played there last year. Actually, played some linebacker. But what's what's their father's name? David. David. Okay. David Weeks. Yeah. So I was like William. I thought it was like you know it's like George Foreman who named his eight kids George. Yeah. No. No. David. <laughs> thank David, you, David. Thank you, David. David for, Weeks, a former uh, UGA yeah, football player. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, David, for uh, so West and Whit. I can't believe I forgot West's name. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be watching that team because I I know those kids and my my kids went to high school with them or went to grade school with them. Uh, I just don't think they're quite there. And and that is. Uh, when you're talking about teams that are competing at the very highest levels of the sport, um, that is, I mean, those fine lines make a difference. And then we have Alabama. Here's my hot take this year, by the way. I cannot think of a, it's not really a hot take. It is my, uh, how could this last, because I am still kind of considering this season the last, not the last year of college football, but the last year of college football as we knew it. Right. So, so you think there's a specific era, era st- that started with the first expansion or, or the, well, the conference championship game that will end in '92? Not just the conference is changing, but the playoff expanding. Right, but SEC have starting a conference championship in '92 to now, so that 30 year block. Yes, this okay. is this is this is the when the ball started rolling to toward the we're going to have a playoff, we're going to have a championship game. Right. Like that really is that's around when it started going. You could argue. Maybe there was a different section from 92 until they had the first BCS championship game. Maybe you could say that. That's the start of that next era. Maybe you, could, you could split them up if you want to. But this is, I mean, this is the end of what we know it as. It doesn't mean it's bad. I think it's bad. But it doesn't mean we're not going to like it. It just means that, like, the, like I mean, Oregon and Washington are going to be in the Big Ten next year. I mean, so there, there's, there's, there, there's going to be 12 playoff teams next year. I mean, everything is going to be so... There's going to be no East and West next year. Everything that you think you know about college football is going to be gone after this year. And so, to me, the way this season... (laughs) Nice. Yes. Nice. Uh, By the the way, by the way, uh, would you have... If we were in the 12-team playoff era, would you put LSU in the 12-team playoff? Last year? This year. Would you oh, be willing to predict, predict that? Because yes. a year from now, we're going to be doing that. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. I think so, too. Yes. I think so, too. Um, yes. And it would be Denver, Tennessee. Right? Oh, I, I, yeah. got, I got some thoughts on Tennessee. Yeah, right? and we'll get into that. <laughs> but here is my – how should this end? Because someone has pointed out, right, because, you know, Oregon State is good this year. They're a top 20 team. If Oregon State were to make the playoff, it would be the best – Possible thing in the world. I, they would be, podcast is a not a visual medium. I oh, like yeah. in a heart symbol. Like I, I would root for Georgia against Oregon State, but but I would want Oregon State to make it. I want Oregon State to make it, and if and if Georgia were to lose before the and Oregon State played someone else, I'd be rooting for Oregon State. Like that would that would be the ultimate, just wonderful. That's your their that, mascot are beavers. Yeah, that's your <laughs> yeah, that's your Ted Lasso. That's your yeah, yeah. But. Uh, the the evil side or the nihilist side is like, but you know how it should really end. 
the four playoff teams should be Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, and Alabama. Oh, that is that's how, foreshadowing. That is how it would actually end. The two conferences. It's like the movie Clue. Yeah. This is what you thought. But this is what it would be, though, because this would be the that would be the like. Just to remind you, these two conferences run everything. Mm-hmm. Please just let us be the AFC and the NFC. Because look, the last playoff ever, ever with four teams is the four of us. Yeah. I can totally see it happening. Last week we talked about all the other conferences. There was nobody that jumped out to me as a, oh, they're locked and loaded in here. Like you can make an argument for USC. You can make an argument maybe for someone from the Big 12. Make an argument for Notre Dame if you want to. Um, but... I mean, the top four teams in the country are in whatever order you have them in Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. And, and we're going to pick four Alabama. playoff teams at the end of this, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, I yeah. Make sure we but the point is that, like, that is that every argument about in stage college football, about it just being, it's just the SEC and the Big Ten and stop pretending it's otherwise, that if the last playoff ever were, those four teams would be pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like last year was the year. Our friend Matt Adair, uh, our Alabama muse. Um, it did feel like last year, heading in last year, a lot of people were like, oh, they're sleeping on Alabama. They're sleeping on Alabama. Like, it hasn't shifted yet. It hasn't shifted yet. It hasn't shifted yet. And then they went 11-2 and and played Kansas State in a bowl game. They wiped out Kansas State in the bowl game. But it's safe to say that if Alabama was the lurking giant all year, they'd have played someone else other than Kansas State. By the way, as a side note, the Will just dismissed the Sugar Bowl as just a bowl game. That's where, the, but that's the world we live in. Not wrong. It's a symbol of the world we live yeah. in. I, that's I'm not saying Will did something wrong. No, I'm just saying a symbol of the world we live I, in. I because we as Georgia fans, yeah. if we had been there last year, oh my God, guys, we're in the Sugar Bowl. Now I'm sorry, like, that's totally not true. They just played Texas in that game, and all you get, and all we, and I went. I get. We went. We we cared, but most people were like used mm, to Sugar yeah. Bowl. I mean, used to like. Yeah, not two years ago. Years I didn't mean ago. to derail the conversation. No, when, well, just... when, when Georgia played Florida State in the Sugar Bowl in 2002, I took a train from oh. Atlanta to New Orleans yeah. and met up with a bunch of fraternity brothers of mine and my in wife. In 1922? 2002. Oh, okay. I mean, Illinois made a Sugar Bowl. And it's you like, took a train? Yeah. Why not? The, the I, mean, the I didn't have magic. kids. We were, yeah. It was, um, it, was, it was not great. It stops too many times. It does stop a lot. Yeah. I mean, Illinois played in the Sugar Bowl. They got destroyed. Right. But they played in the Sugar Bowl. It's considered one of the highlights of Illinois football history. Like, you mm-hmm. played in the Sugar Bowl. It's incredible. Yeah. But those days are over. Like, yeah. the Rose Bowl's next. No, no. Well, Rose one problem next. is that the, they, they played the Sugar Bowl at, like, a weird time and a weird day. I can't remember. But it was just like, oh, the Sugar Bowl's on. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious. I'm curious how all that changes too. Like, talk, like I'm curious what these other bowls are going to be like now. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of we're working on this. Let's doing some heavy lifting there. Uh, but thinking about Alabama this year, um, if you've been listening this long, you can probably tell. I, I can't speak for Will or Scott, but I, I just I think Alabama's going to win the West. I think they're going to win the West. I, look, I, everyone's like, but they're quarterback. I get that. I really do. I think their defense is going to be better. I think Kevin Steele. I think there was a probably a little bit of a philosophy mismatch uh, with Pete Golding in 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 Saban. I, look, I'm not by no means do I do I subscribe to Tide Weekly or whatever it was that that is has the entire history of the subterfuge that uh, was going on between Golding mm-hmm. and Saban. I just think. They're more philosophically yeah. aligned, which means um, 
basically means that Golding is going to ruin what Saban wants without arguing with him about it, um, which is a good thing if you're an Alabama fan. Um, offensively, I, uh, I, I can't look. They lost by two to Tennessee on the last second field goal. They lost by one in overtime to LSU. And it's the worst year that everyone's had. You can't and, and, and everybody is ready to say the dynasty's yeah. over. And, and I'm willing to say the dynasty's over because Georgia's won the last two national championships. By the way, Georgia doesn't have a dynasty. If you ask me five years from now, if we win two more national championships in the next four years, five years, yeah, we got dynasty. But, but. I think three wins, three makes a dynasty. Well, okay, three. I'm fine with that. I think three. Right, I'm fine with that. But having said that, Alabama's still Alabama. Nick Saban's still Nick Saban. And they should have won that Tennessee game. They should have won the Tennessee game. The they they should have won, won the game. LSU game. Yeah. Right? So I, I'm i with Will. I and It's interesting. He framed it that way. We did not talk about this. the statement I'm about to say, but I thought this over here. I think the only way for this thing to end is Georgia-Alabama. It's got to be. Championship. It's got to be. Because that's been the game for the past – since 2017. It's been the game, right? Um, yeah, I know LSU and Georgia. I know Alabama's played some other, like, in the, yeah. the national championship. Let's not forget Alabama playing Missouri in the SEC championship. In the national championship <laughs> in the last five years. But it's been Georgia-Alabama's yeah. been the big storyline. And it's got to end that way. I just think Alabama wins the West. I agree. I'm also picking Alabama over the West. I think Alabama might just be undefeated going to the SEC championship. Oh, yeah. I think both those teams. I think both those teams. Who's are- more likely to be undefeated, Georgia-Alabama? Undefeated? Undefeated. Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. So, which is the the toughest game on their schedule? Just home against Alabama. Alabama. Like, who do you think is better, LSU or Tennessee? Actually, just wait till we get to Tennessee. Oh, LSU's better. Yeah. Yeah. LSU's better. Um, So, you're asking me what the the toughest game on their schedule is? It's probably the home against LSU, right? I guess. Uh, I guess. It must be. You must think LSU's better because they play at home against Tennessee the week before. Who do they they have from the East? Everybody is. They have Tennessee at home. Yeah, everybody's made a big deal about Alabama and and Georgia's schedule. But they play Middle Tennessee. They do play Texas. And we'll talk about Texas. I'll talk about Texas when we get to the playoffs. They should have had to cancel that game the way that Georgia had to cancel their game. But but it was the second game. I know. Right. It was still. Um, I just, I think Alabama has that Texas game means Alabama has more room for um, for screwing around than Georgia does. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I would argue having, I mean, having Tennessee as what your East team also gives you a little bit, a little more. bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, although with Georgia playing Alabama, so where do you want to start in the East? Vanderbilt, let's just start. Yeah, yeah the yeah. twenty-seven thousand seat stadium. Yeah, so Clark Lee, uh, last year, guys, they won more games than you thought they were going to win. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's proof of concept. Look, Clark Lee, we are not in the James Franklin era where uh, people can look at all of our, uh, I'm sorry, Vanderbilt and think, man, maybe they'll win eight games, right? Right. Their ceiling is a bowl game. And by a bowl game, I mean six and six. Right, possibly. I'm, not, I'm talking about this year. I'm talking about this year. I'm not talking about going forward. Right. Having said that, I just don't think they get there, but they're going to be exciting. Like, he has them playing hard. He, um, I, 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 I have had a long thought about Vanderbilt and schools like Vanderbilt. Read that as you want, that there is a way, and I think Clark Lee is getting there, where you can stay in touch with guys that go to bigger-name programs. And as three and four stars and wash out 
and you have a spot for them. And, and really what you're talking about are, are places where mamas and daddies and other people wanted them to go there, but they wanted to go take their shot at bigger name programs. But you stay in touch. In the same way, like, mm. like if, if, I, if I were to be director of recruiting for Georgia State, anybody that's a three-star above in the Atlanta era, area, mm. I would be in touch with. Yeah. And I was like, look, I get it. You definitely should go to Tennessee. You'll always have a home here. <laughs> and if things don't go great for you, and I think they're going to, but they don't call me. Call me. And that's, I mean, there are a lot of schools that are doing that, but Vanderbilt can do that because there's a couple of things about that. First off, um, if you're not bringing a student athlete in as a freshman, you have some room on test scores. You have some room on undergrad GP, or uh, high school GPA and things like that that schools like that care about. You just have room on that. Uh, that's not to say that they are trying to sneak people in under the wire and general education thing. I'm just saying they have room on that. Um, I think Clark Lee has figured that out. That doesn't mean that, that Vanderbilt is going to threaten for the SEC East ever. But well, that's, uh, this is last year, so mm. yeah. right or or, or for the for the and so they have a worse chance now or next year than they ever have. This is the whole. This is why people are yeah. worried that yeah, Vanderbilt's going right. to right. yeah. get contracted. Northwestern's going to get contracted. Yes, but they're saying it's one thing to like. Just try to get it's to try to get in the top four or five of the SEC East of the year. It's another thing to finish fifteenth six consecutive it's years. It's like how I feel when Georgia basketball is trying to yeah, break like, up. It's been an okay year, but like they're too early to get morose yeah, about that. Sorry, so, but um, yes, I understand. sorry, I didn't mean to go on the screen about Vanderbilt. I just look. There's I'd rather be Vanderbilt and Northwestern moving forward. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, philosophy. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But I mean, just like also like Vanderbilt can. Vanderbilt, they're at the absolute bottom. They should have been terrible. They, they won five games last year. Yeah. That's, that's something to yeah. be said for that. And they got a guy that is a true believer. Yeah. They got a true believer and has had success in other places. Who will be given a long runway. Exactly. Okay. But I still pick them last. Sorry, yeah. Vanderbilt. Um, who do we have last next? Missouri. What are um, we, you, mean, you mean Missouri, home of the one of the top recruits in the country? Uh, I'm, no, with, I'm with Scott on this. I'm... So if I had to pick one coach that's probably hot seat-ish in the SEC, look, the places that traditionally that would have you would have a hot seat has have new coaches. Um, Auburn has a new coach. Um, and Mississippi State does, but that's under those circumstances. A and M, if they go, look, A and M goes three and three and eight, three and nine. I mean, yeah, there's a whole there's a and and oil prices stay up, but Missouri is the place. Like Eli Drinkwitz is year five, year four, year five. Whatever it is, he's never won more than six games. This is year four. Year four. He's got a it, losing record right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's like what? Yeah, he had like three or four wins his first year. Oh, that was he's that was seventeen and nineteen. Yeah. 17, yeah, seventeen and nineteen. So a couple of like a couple of five and five and mm-hmm. one bad season or one worse season. He he he's supposed to be a quarterback guru, and they have really struggled quarterback wise. And on top of that, they've got that. The, the Luther Burden. I mean, like Dominic Lovick left there because, like, uh, like they, they, yeah, there's not the footballs to throw, and they can't. They they're certainly not going to throw it to me if Luther Burden's there. But Luther Burden's out of there if they don't figure out their passing offense because yeah. that dude didn't. Unless, it, look, there's a world where he is totally like, I just want to be close to home. This is the program where I'm close to home. I mean, could he go to Illinois next year? Maybe, yeah. but. I mean, if you're from St. Louis, he's a Louis, dude. You go get somebody like, right? 
But if he is, I mean, he's from he's from St. Louis, um, you know. So his options for his options for FBS uh, Power Five are Illinois and Missouri. Yeah, but he's really good. Like someone, like just bring like uh, we take Georgia, take him. Georgia taking tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, so like so it was mess, down to Georgia and yeah. Missouri. So do, why, it was. Don't it was. mess with Illinois. <laughs> Go to Georgia. No, no, I'm just saying if he if he <laughs> right. is he is one of those there are players there are players that want to stay close enough to home. Yeah, but usually they do that once and they're like, eh, I should have gone to Alabama. Well, I'm 21. <laughs> I'm 21 <laughs> yeah. now. Right, right, so, right, 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 yeah. Right. So fair. I think that like I mean that's that's all I have on Missouri. That's all I have on Missouri. I again Missouri to me, it's funny that Missouri. Like Missouri, is there, if there is a team that has benefited other than maybe Kentucky from being able to be in the SEC East all of these years, it's mm-hmm. been Missouri. Yeah. Imagine if Missouri would have been put in the West. They could have been. Yeah. They could have been put in yeah. the West. That would have made geographical yes, sense. Yes, they could have absolutely been put in the West. Imagine how differently we're, we've talked about. Not that Missouri's been great, but like they won two SEC Easts. Like, oh, would they have won two SEC West in the time? I don't think so. No. Okay, we and gotta give trigger warnings to some of our listeners if we're gonna say that those words out loud. I'm just saying, my first year in Athens, Missouri, won the SEC. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you bring up uh, um, an interesting point about Missouri that um, is probably probably bears mentioning is that um, that they'll wear eight different uniform combinations this year. That will happen. <laughs> Scott knows me well. Um, there, this might be. Um, of course, Georgia's not going to Missouri, but um, Georgia played Missouri's first game in 2012 uh, in the SEC. That was the grown man football. That it's a grown man football. They're not ready game. Um, and they weren't. It's they were for a half. It could be a long time before Georgia goes back to Columbia, which is a little sad to me because that's a fun road trip. Is it fun road trip? Um, I just want to throw that out there. For is it a precious stadium? Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. Actually, they've renovated it since we were there. They still have the rocks that spell an M. The rock yeah. M. They still have the rock M. Um, so okay, um, yeah, they just they just were not ready. I mean, I will never forget us tailgating on campus, and some of the fraternity guys were inviting us into their house to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and that was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> just let's leave it at that. <laughs> Okay. So who's next? Uh, South Carolina. South Carolina. South Kakalaki. Yeah, South Kakalaki. Um, so, yeah, I did not break down the conference, uh, the East, in the same way I did the West, because um, there are two teams, Kentucky and South Carolina, that are probably fungible you know, where we are. But I think I agree with Will if he is going sort order from worst to top. Um They've been the talk of the offseason, it seems like. They have been, because they got they have, of course, Spencer Rattler, not to be confused. I, mean, I think it's Beamer. I mean, people love Beamer. It's yeah. Beamer. People love Beamer. And look, yeah. he is he is a fantastic philosophical fit for them, right? And um, he is self deprecating when he needs to be. I mean, just look at what he said after yeah. after the George game last year. It's like, uh, yeah, of course we lost him. Have you seen them? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, but he also has enough spunk and a little like verve. I like it when he yelled at the the band or something like when they were playing Georgia last year. He caught some flack for it. Do you remember that, Will? Yeah. Look, I, I'm always okay for bands playing in Georgia, but also if you're South Carolina's coach, you probably should come down on that. They, like it's they had some weird losses last year. They, they lost at home to Missouri. They lost. They got drilled at Florida, which is weird. 
But then they went out and beat Tennessee and Clemson. Oh, it was incredible. I, one of my that was a great ending. Oh, because what? we were it, it, we were done and we we had already waxed they, them, yeah. and then they come and like help us out. Yeah, and then I, they almost beat. Notre, imagine how about the end of the season with Tennessee, Clemson, Notre Dame victories. Yeah, so one of my abiding favorite memories of the season last year is, um, of course, I go to Georgia, Kentucky if it, the game is in Lexington. And I was at our Airbnb after the Georgia, Kentucky game. That game was so cold, it was like 28 degrees when we got done. Uh, and got back, and South Carolina is housing Tennessee. <laughs> and it is just amazing because we had some we had some listeners there, we had some other people there, and it was just so much fun sitting there. Watching South Carolina beat Tennessee, I had a I had that's a, when Tennessee wore their orange helmets. Yeah, I had a great I had a great Twitter night that night. That was yeah. a good Twitter night. So Hinton Hooker X, did not sorry, have a good X. night. Yes, X X. Sorry, X. yeah, he also broke his leg, but whatever. Um, that's all I got to say about South Carolina. I yeah. Look, South, I think South Carolina is going to he Shane Beamer's a good enough head coach. They're going to sneak up on somebody. And I think part of the problem is that Spencer Rattler is actually just not that great. Like he's he not. can be. He, yeah, he can no, be. He but can. like, no. so but, uh, yeah. so y'all remember? If this you, is if, the thing, man. He's just not that great. And if you're a long term listener of the podcast, you remember me referring to Arkansas as the guy you never want to get a fight with because they're going to take their clothes off. That's what Spencer Rattler is. Spencer Rattler will have a game where he just takes <laughs> his clothes off and gets yeah. in a fight, yeah. and you're just like, I ain't, I ain't yeah. doing this. Yeah. Um, that is. Um, that is fun if you're a neutral observer. Yeah. It is maddening if you are a fan of the team he plays for. I feel like, but it does feel like they're going to win a game they shouldn't win this year. Uh, yeah, of course. It, I just so, hope it's not against us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we'll we'll predict a couple of those yeah. in a minute. So, okay, so then we should talk about Kentucky. Who I just who I it's just always going to be a little bit less interesting. Yeah, so Kentucky is um, the most boring team in the SEC, in my opinion. I mean, the most it's just Kentucky. It's maybe maybe it's their coach. It's their their stadium, it's their laissez-faire attitude towards football. I don't know. They just well, bore their, me. Their, their stadium is named after uh, 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 a grocery store. I thought it was uh, a horse. Kroger. <laughs> um, so, so everybody is that Roy Rogers' horse? I'm Kroger? just kidding. Yeah. And yes. Trigger. <laughs> Trigger. Um, I know. I'm kidding. So, I, yeah, yeah, you would know that. I don't know how um, I pulled that. So, yeah, I was like you blacked out for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Kentucky has... Devin Leary, um, formerly of uh, uh, the North Carolina State Wolfpack. Um, I thought he was going to Illinois. I thought he was going to Illinois. I, his I little brother's in Illinois. Yeah, his little brother's in Illinois. Um, so here's the thing. The schedule works out really well for them. They, um, they have Alabama from the West, but they also have Mississippi State, um, which means they go on the road to Vanderbilt. They're the Tennessee at home. Out of, yeah, they get Tennessee at home, but there's entirely a world. Who knows with the Louisville? They got the new coach at Louisville. There's entirely a world where they go nine and three and don't look inspiring in any game, which right? is kind of the Kentucky thing. Which is Kentucky right, thing, right, which is right. where I was going. But and and this is uh, this also the thing about it. Those fans love that. This is a placeholder for them until basketball. It just is. It's a placeholder. Um, like go, which is funny because they're so furious about basketball right now. <laughs> yeah, they are not happy. I mean, George. So, and this is not to, not to be lost. I mean, this is Georgia's in the regular season. This is Georgia's second hardest game. So, what are the chances? Kentucky's schedule: Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, Akron, at Vanderbilt, Florida. They're five and zero coming into Athens. 
Georgia's five and zero, which happens the same day as LSU Alabama. Well, game day won't be here. Game which, day of LSU. But but they could be. You could have SEC West undefeated teams versus and SEC, SEC East undefeated teams. Yeah. So what you're talking about with Kentucky Georgia is probably. I mean, there's still a paper one, tiger. One versus fifteen versus uh, the other game. A top being, six matchup. Uh, yeah, top sure. top six matchup. That's right. right. Um, yeah. So I mean, look, Georgia last year won the game sixteen to six. It wasn't. Oh, it was so ugly. It wasn't that close. Yeah. But it I mean, was, but Georgia, that's what they do, right? Yeah. yeah. No, they drag you in the dirt and they yeah. beat you with your experience. Um, so you weren't but, you weren't you weren't uh, nervous tweeting or nervous texting no, us that no, game, even though it was close. It's a game, it's a game when, the, when it's over. You're like, okay, we get out of there, right? Yeah, and, and no. like that's that that you don't feel great about, it, but you're like, okay, we were never we never sweated. But like it's over. Yeah, the reality of that game should have been thirty to six, yeah. right? And Georgia just like fiddle farted around a little bit. Uh, so played with their food. Played with That's their food. one of the terms that usually used yeah. in that All situation. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, let's talk Florida, guys. So I cannot believe Graham Mertz is their quarterback. So so Will and I differ on this. I assume you have Florida third. I do not have Florida third. Where do you have that? I'm fourth. Me too. Me yeah. too. Um, and potential for sixth. Uh, they're potential the, for sixth. They're the Texas A&M of the East. Yeah, I'd love that comparison, yeah. right? Um, look, I, Graham Mertz, as their starting quarterback, does not inspire confidence. Where have I heard that name? He's Wisconsin's he, quarterback. Wisconsin's quarterback. He had yeah. Yeah. the entire mythology of Graham Mertz started his first game as a starter, right? Oh, he, against Illinois. It was the Illinois, first game right, out of COVID. Right, right. He it was, was the first like, game out of COVID, and he was incredible. Like 24 of 29. He was unbelievable. Or 32. And people were amped about that team. That was Burt's first, that was a first, Burt's yeah. first game. That was, yeah. uh, uh, it was the last year before they fired uh, uh, What's-His-Face. But more to the point... Uh, before they was he a true freshman then? He was. I think he was a red shirt freshman. Okay. Yeah. And but the point was is that like he was Barry Barry Alvarez's last quarterback. And the whole idea of Wisconsin was man, if they just ever had a halfway decent quarterback, they could take it over. And then Merch showed up, and he was so incredible <laughs> in that game. Like he wasn't just good. Like he looked. He looked like this guy's going to be a star. Oh, he's definitely going. To, he's definitely going to New York in December. And then it stopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it stopped. It really hasn't been like that since. I encourage you, if you ever get a chance, what, like the, by the end of that game, that was, uh, that, was, that was the first game of COVID. There was mm-hmm. nobody in Memorial Stadium. And, and there was no Wisconsin. There was no one, no one at Wisconsin Stadium. And it was, by the end of the game, they were like, this is the best quarterback. Like, the, Wisconsin's going to win the, the national championship. championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then he was just never like that again. Yeah. Um, and now he's a quarterback of Florida. Yeah, quarterback <laughs> of Florida. Look, Florida's already had some injury bug stuff. I am still willing to say that Billy Napier is pointing Florida in the right direction, but um, there is a lot of crutching right now on saying Mullen never was a good recruiter, which is probably true. Um he said it was an invested recruiter. He was not an invested recruiter. Uh, but this is another year. By the way, if you're going to George Florida, it's a good year to go. Um, if you're still damaged from the 90s. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Yeah, Will's I'm going. going. I'm, going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Um, Anybody that's going, we're doing a book event in St. Simons. The night yeah, before. we need to talk about that. We will, I, we will get I, into that. I, we'll I have not decided. I, I don't know yet if I'm going down that early. Well, well either way, our, 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 if our listeners are in St. Simons, they should come and come to the our, our friend Paul is joining me in Jacksonville. He's coming down from Illinois. So, um, but still, 
I think Florida misses a bowl again. Ooh. I think they do. Wow. Um, I just when I look at their schedule, there's nothing about the schedule that inspires me to think they're going to get there. They they have LSU, of course. Um, FSU is going to be a top five to seven team in the nation. Um, it's just that's, that Utah game. They are going that Utah yeah. game. By the way. Yeah. I have, yeah, I'm still up in the air about who I'm going to pick from the Pac-12. By the way, this is foreshadowing. I'm picking somebody from the Pac-12 to the uh, college football playoff. But they play Utah at the early the start of the season uh, between the altitude. They play them this month. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do. That's right. That's right. So they play, um, the, they play them two weeks from tomorrow. Oh God, I can't wait, guys! Football's back. I'm going to be talking about um, them in the silly section of this podcast and about. Right, so, but but this game is, by the way, um, that game is played at like six thousand feet elevation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just this no moss. No, I mean no bueno for for Florida. Um, yeah. What's the elevation of Gainesville, Florida? Uh, Forty four feet today, but it's going to be some somewhere in the thirties <laughs> yeah. soon. It's going <laughs> to. Um, yeah, I. It does. I actually do think Napier. The, to me, the race in Florida is. Can he stave off people before? Because I think he actually... Oh, I think you're right. I think he could be building something good there. Yeah. But I think they're just... I mean, they're looking at... I think, one of the, I think I'm in the athlon here. If they have another losing season, they'll be third in a row for mm. the first time since the 50s. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. And that is not, say it again and, and say for the record, slow. Not Napier's fault, but they will treat it like it is his fault. And they did reveal some blackout uniforms. A black helmet, black jersey, black pants. They're excited about that. If they have another losing record, that would... I mean, like, I don't... I, even if it's not his fault, I don't know how... Like, he will be under the gun. Hey, if they... When when they lose whatever game it'll be to give themselves a losing record, will you retweet the photo of uh, Jim McElwain hugging the shark? <laughs> One of my very favorite <laughs> pictures ever. If Twitter or whatever it's called um, is still exists, so it's one, two... Three, Call it. What what date would it be? Oh my God, October twenty eighth, guys. That's when it'll be. So, one, one and one, one and two, two and two, two and three, three and three. They can't clinch it that day. Oh, you're right. It'll be Arkansas LSU, right? So anyway. Sorry, y'all had to listen to that in real time, but whatever. It also doesn't help that like now Florida State's good, so there's another loss. That's another loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, If they go into if they go in that last week of the season, need a win to make the make a bowl game, guys. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you can make an argument that like that's at Tyler Dogden on Twitter. Go ahead or X or whatever you want to call it. Peel the dog and put out the fire or something. Uh, it feels like the, if, if they lose patience with him, the next coach will benefit. Because he's clearly a better recruiter than Mullen. He's more obsessed with what they're doing Mullen than Mullen. If they lose patience with him, are they stuck in an infinite like feedback loop of yeah, no. sucking? That's fine, isn't it? Yes. Amazing. And then we have Tennessee. Guys, Nick Saban is going to score 5,000. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see how Nick Saban feels about losing to them... Go to a game they should have won. By the way, a game they should have won. Yeah, I thought they had. They won did that because game. they had that interception that yeah. was, re- that was yeah. overturned. Go and look at the video, YouTube the video of him leaving the field. The look in his face is like, 
I might coach to be 90, but I'm going to beat this team by 50. <laughs> Guys, I am, I'm throwing it down here. Tennessee will lose this team. Tennessee will lose the Alabama game by all the points. Yeah. It won't. It will be ugly early, early, and um, Tennessee won't recover. Look, Tennessee—they still haven't figured out defense, which was their thing last year. And everybody's like, "Well, Georgia only scored twenty-seven points on them." Look, it rained on both sides of the field. <laughs> okay, let's be clear about that. It rained on both sides of the field. I mean, also they—they they stopped. Like, I mean. They Georgia just stopped. Yeah, they just stopped right. them. Yeah, like they and Tennessee them. didn't. Yeah, right. You're right. It ran over the sides of the field. Um, I think Tennessee is, but 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 Tennessee's in the East, as Will pointed out earlier, which means they're going to get to finish second, which means they are probably in line for a New Year's Six bowl. But we'll see. Um, and would be in line for potential playoff berth. Yeah, they, they yeah they win the right number of games. So had South Carolina not beat them last year, they might have gotten in the playoff, right? Oh, they definitely made a New Year six. I think they could have gotten in the playoff. I think the problem was, I mean, listen, you can certainly make the argument for them, right? That the oh, idea sure. of uh, they lost one game and they were the media darling. Yeah, they lost one game and it was to the number one overall seed, mm-hmm. and it was only by two touchdowns. That didn't feel like two touchdowns, but it was only two touchdowns. But, like, yeah, they, they, if there had been 12 teams last year, they definitely would have made the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, Even yeah. with the South Carolina yeah. loss, that would have been. 100%. Yeah, I don't know about that. So Losing so, their quarterback? I think they would have made it. Yeah, probably. The people have been arguing them or Alabama, but they would beat Alabama. So yeah, I think they would give two and two. Yeah, ten and two. I think... I'm just not a three team. I'm just not a three team. Um, so call it uh, Georgia, Alabama, and, and another one mixture of Florida, South Kentucky. Carolina, A&M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see three losses here. Yeah, I if just, Texas A&M does not implode, that Texas A&M Tennessee game is a really interesting game. It's early too, yeah. right? There's still a world where Texas A&M beats them and Texas A&M implodes, yeah. which is frankly that's, a best that's, case that's scenario. A nice that's a nice case scenario. So. And we don't need to preview Georgia because we are we'll going to talk about that next, next week. week. Uh, speaking of which, the, next week's show is going to be... going to have a replacement. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't say you have a replacement. I would say we're going to have someone else here and you won't be here. Right. But because um, if you remember, we have our, our annual show that we do a big Georgia preview show. We have our friend uh, Seth Emerson. Seth Emerson always comes in for our big Georgia preview show. Uh, Seth Emerson from The Athletic. Uh, but unfortunately, Scott will not be here. Nope. He will not be I'm here. I'm going to be celebrating a birthday after a a volleyball game. So apparently, get this, guys. Mm-hmm. Scott believes that it is more important to be a good father to his daughter than to talk on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's debatable. But I'm just yeah. saying, don't don't think about what he's doing for his daughter. Think, listener, about how much he's betraying you. <laughs> but you're getting Seth instead of me. It you was know, gonna... you were, we were getting Seth, and we're just losing you. But it's just more room for Seth to talk because I talk so much over y'all. <laughs> Um, But yeah, so anyway, so that's going to be next week. So the sound might be a little different because we'll be doing it at my place. Oh, y'all aren't just going to show up here while we're not home? I would totally do that, but uh, I think you might have an issue. I mean, I know where the key is. Um, I may still be here from tonight. Yeah, right? So obviously (laughs) we think Georgia wins the East. So yeah, we, we, we don't need to we don't need to play coy like we have in the years past. Yeah, that's right. So do we want to Which play up refreshing? Yeah. So obviously we think Georgia. I think we probably should start with SEC championship game. Um, 
I'll go first. I think Georgia plays Alabama. I have struggled with this. I really have. I There's an old Tony. Well, all my Tonys are old. But there's an old Tony that would have said, I Tony, can't. Tony, Tony, and Tony. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Feels good. Spelled differently. Um, I, there's, a, there's a world where old Tony could not have possibly picked Georgia this early to win the SEC. That Tony's dead. <laughs> um, he's, he's not dead. That Tony's not missed. That Tony is not missed. Right. That Tony's still lurking deep inside. That Tony also did not uh, outweigh the better angels and um, the other Tony that is about to say what he's about to say uh, did book a house in Houston in January. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree with Will. I think the only way the SEC East and West uh, dichotomy can end is Georgia, Alabama. I think Georgia wins. I think Georgia, Alabama, I think the game is not going to matter that much because I think they're both going to be undefeated and they're both going to be going to the playoff. So it's going to be one of those weird run-through games. I think uh, so. Uh, and the, my big thing is, I was joking about but I think it is going to be Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan playoff. Mm. And people are going to, I think, I think, I mean, they're the best four teams. And if we've decided that's all it might makes right in uh, college football anymore. And so... Why would you not just have all it takes is I'll put it this way. What if all those teams have one? If one team's undefeated or all those teams have one loss, you're going to take a one loss USC over them? Over Georgia? Over a one loss Georgia or a one loss Alabama? Georgia's schedule doesn't help them this year. Does not. You're right. Yeah, but like, is USC's schedule tougher than Georgia's? I don't know. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Like, they got Notre Dame, so yeah, they got Notre Dame. Or they'll George's, have George will have Tennessee and Alabama, and they'll have the ESPN and backing <laughs> because uh, Caleb Williams will have won a second Heisman, and yeah. so that'll give them something. And yeah. so, but yeah, I, I I think it's two Big Ten teams, two SEC teams. It's one final fu to uh, to everybody else. So we're not going to pick. We're not going to formally pick our four teams until next week. Or we're picking them tonight. This is picking. We'll just did because right, cool, next cool. week we're doing Georgia. Oh it's yeah, all well, Georgia yeah, centric. Right, I was going to try to get cute and pick somebody other than Georgia, Alabama, but I I just. It would be podcasting malpractice for me to do that. I think it's going to be Georgia, Alabama. It could be LSU, but that was so boring last year. It wasn't boring. It was fantastic. But, I mean, just from a casual observer, that game was over after Jalen Carter picked up whatever his face is for the LSU quarterback. And what is his name? Jaden Daniels or something? Yeah. Um, Still there. And I think for my – I'm not going to go with Desmond Howard with my, my playoff pick, uh, but where he picked like Baylor and like Utah or something. I don't know. I think it's going to be Georgia, Penn State, Ooh. USC, and I, I just think Clemson gets in because they're undefeated and they win the AC. So I think it's going to be a, a, a one from each conference. So, Will, did you pick Georgia or Alabama to win the SEC? I don't think it matters because I think they're both going to be undefeated. <laughs> uh, so I'll just say Alabama so Georgia can beat them in the national championship game. We've seen that script before. Um so, no, I don't think so. I think Georgia, because I think what will happen is Georgia will play Ohio State again, Alabama will play Michigan in the playoff. That's why I think it's going to come. Wow. So, I a week ago, I was willing to say that the conference that gets in two teams is the Pac-12. I'm not willing to say that today. I, um, I just I, – I went back uh, and looked at the schedules. I really wanted to pick um, – I really wanted to pick Utah and USC, um, and but the more I looked at the schedules, the more I looked at the way they worked out. 
I'm going to go completely off that script and say that Michigan will play Washington in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. This year's the Rose Bowl Sugar Bowl. Michigan will play Washington, and then Georgia's going to play the University of Texas. Rematch Ooh, wow. of that 19 game in the Sugar Bowl. Keep um, that freaking animal away from Ugga. Yeah. Right, right. So, well, we got, a, we got a new Ugga this year, so he's more spry. He, he is more spry. Get around. But I'm yeah. going to just bet the new Ugga is not spry. I'm just <laughs> saying. Super, super spry. Say, but I, I've not met Ugga, but I'm going to bet the new Ugga is not, in fact, spry. Look, look, and I'm not unwilling to say that both Alabama and Georgia make the SEC championship game undefeated if that happens. And Georgia wins. Obviously, both those teams make it. Georgia loses. There's a world where they don't. Oh, I know. Because uh, of the schedule. I know. But I just, every time I look at the schedule, every time I try to figure this out, every time I look at this, look, we'll talk next week about Georgia. Right now, the one thing, the well, 1A and 1B is like, well, the quarterback and then offensive coordinator. With this defense, I think if you are able to score 27 points, you win all the games on the schedule except for Tennessee. And frankly, last year, you didn't need but 15 to beat Tennessee. Um, so, which is where, where are you? I guess the question is, inevitably, as we have seen in every playoff, Georgia has gone into at some point. Eventually, there's a point where, like, oh, crap, we have to score every time. Yep. yep. <laughs> like like that, that that's what inevitably happens in playoffs. No matter how good your defense is, when you play a high level team, you kinda of just have to keep scoring. Right. So I'm glad you brought that up because the other thing I was thinking of is like so Georgia's lost two No, they've lost one playoff game. They've lost one playoff game. Right. It I don't looked, remember what it looked, it, it, it looked like this, yeah. It looked like they were gonna lose looked like they were gonna lose three hmm. uh if you count the seventeenth championship game. That game was a was six points, right? Or five points, whatever it was. What, against Auburn? 26-21 against Alabama. No, 26-23 because they kicked the field. 26-23, right, 26-23. So it was three points. They lost the game by three points. They looked like they might lose against uh, Oklahoma, but they won. And then, um, like every other game except for the 30 nothing game and then 65-7 game, they were close. I just in close games I just trust Kirby. I just do. I mean he's shown he's shown it can happen. Um, do you trust Kirby or do you trust Stetson? That but we'll, we'll have that Kirby. discussion next week. Yeah, it's, it's I Kirby. know, but I'm just saying that like so I'm just saying until Stetson took over, the big question was what's what's Kirby's deal with quarterbacks? What's Kirby's deal with quarterbacks? Yeah. So when and I'm just saying I've been watching Stetson play for the Rams. I kind of think he's the next Tom Brady now. He's so. the next Tom Brady. He looked <laughs> so, really good. He did, did look did you good. Know, did you know he was, looked really good? He did, he I did. have to say I was really surprised on a bad team how good he looked. And the interesting thing, you know, he's back at SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Where he, and you know who the backup for the Chargers was? Duggan. Max Duggan. Max Duggan. <laughs> um, I think he threw for it four was, yards. Again, or it is a preseason game, but. Boy, did he look comfortable? What was he like? He, Nineteen of twenty yeah. something with one hundred and ninety yards. He just looked, like he made he some. He made some bad decisions he didn't early. Interceptions. By the way, if you some people heard this, he made bad decisions early, and once he got comfortable, he just <laughs> like he just did the right thing every time. Um, It'd be fun, man. I, I'm telling you, I'm not sure there's a bigger like. It would be incredible if he becomes a great NFL quarterback. Like it would be. It would be yeah. incredible. Yeah. It would like it's. It would be, It'd be stupid. It would be just absolutely insane. 
Like, it would be the most incredible sports story of all time if he became a great NFL quarterback. So before we go to uh, Scott's stuff, let's uh, can we take a couple minutes and see if there are any projected super upsets? Uh, let's start with LSU-Florida State. I think both you, – you didn't say anything about this, but I think Florida State beats LSU. They did last year. Yeah. So why not this year? Florida State's good. Florida and State. they're playing in their uh, hometown of Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Camping World Stadium, baby. Nothing, nothing, nothing says inspiration. They, they moved their uh, campus to Orlando. They, they did. UCF is mad. Um, Texas, Alabama. Is Texas back here? No. Is Texas back? Not, not in Tuscaloosa. No, no. I I agree with you, but Texas wins this game. They are hundred percent jumping Georgia in the in the. Rivers. What I want is uh, Manning to come in after mm-hmm. an injury and come and win this game. There's oh, wow. your story. That'd be great. There's your That'd story. Be great. I've already talked about uh, Tennessee at Alabama. I think Alabama's going to beat them by all the points. Any thoughts? I agree. I mean, probably the... You know what? I think we've solved it. There's going to be no upsets in college. No upsets. <laughs> Listen <laughs> to all us. chalk. LSU at Alabama, um, that is probably the winner of that game. Probably that's plays the game. Georgia. Yeah. Yes, I mean, that's the, it's, it's Georgia-Tennessee and LSU-Alabama. Like yeah, Georgia-Tennessee is yeah. Uh, the next. Uh, LSU... I think Tulane could get Ole Miss. I'm glad you brought that up because I think Tulane at Ole Miss is an interesting game. Um, uh, they don't play Jack State. Um, I was hoping Auburn played Jack State. That that get game probably to me is one that is the most interesting game early. Well, you, you, I mean, it wouldn't be an upset, but Cal could beat Auburn out in Berkeley with, what, <sighs> 10,000 fans watching. Wow. All of them Auburn fans? Yeah. Wow. I don't like all this. They all they eat out here is berries. And I stuff. gotta tell you, I'm trying. The culture clash of Auburn fans all going to Berkeley is amusing. Auburn There's and no Berkeley, Auburn and Berkeley, and BYU in Oxford. Yeah. the whole that whole thing, right? Y'all have books at your school? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who's saying that? Which one's saying that? That's Auburn saying that. Yeah. That's Auburn. Saying I mean, it's the whole thing. Yeah. So, all right. Okay, my turn. I mean, it's. Let's do it. I've been. Let's do it. This Let's has do been it. a collective, but yeah, yeah. Um. So before I before I start, uh, there were a couple notes that I made at the end. It was the bridge debate. We checked that off. Um, I wanted to thank a couple of listeners. I wanted to thank Paul, who held the door for my wife as we went to the Morgan County Middle School volleyball game yesterday, uh, and he said hello to me. Uh, he just pointed at me and said, "Wait until last Saturday." I was like, "It's yeah. always cool to get recognized." It is. It is. Yeah. And of course, my wife is standing right there, and I'm like, yeah. "See." Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that, Paul. And um, I want to thank Seth Johnson and Nicole Laudick. Uh, earlier this summer, I uh, they were here in Athens, and I did a photo shoot with them all Seth's around a long-time town. listener. Yep. Long-time and listener. then um, he gave when, – when you're done with that bottle of Maker's Mark, we have another one that Nicole and Seth gave us to oh. drink um, after that one runs out. I, I have to say, since I talked to Seth this week for work purposes mm-hmm. – um, Seth, uh, Scott told me we were drinking your bottle. Oh, this is his bottle? Yeah. I thought there was one saved. Maybe we grabbed his bottle and then yeah. the other one. It's, it's still making Whatever. Mark. We'll yeah. drink it. And then um, another thing. Uh, we've gotten some direct messages that I failed to respond to. It doesn't mean I'm ignoring you. I just forget. Uh, either on Instagram How or dare you Twitter. Um but really, I've set up the WSLS podcast at Gmail to come directly to my inbox. 
So if you want to get in touch with us, like we've had a couple people say like, hey, how can I get you a bottle of bourbon or something? Yes. I failed to respond Always. to that. Sorry, oh. Tony. Um, so yeah, if you want to reach out to us. Tony just attacked Scott. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Yeah, I'm shooting lasers out of my eyes like react, man. If you want to get in touch with us, just WSLS podcast at Gmail, and I'll be sure to respond within 48 hours of receiving your message. And then the final thing before we get into anything, Jennifer's asked me, she was like, have you talked about your shop? I was like, no, I'm not, not big at self-promoting and everything. So anyway, what I've done recently over the summer, I kind of became unromantic with a lot of my photography, meaning that... I've got a whole bunch of good photos on hard drives that never saw the light of day except maybe my Instagram, and I don't have a shop on my uh, my dot com anymore. So what I've done is I created an Etsy shop, and it's all it's a bunch of my photography that's digitally or able to you're able to just download the file. You've got the file. You can print it as big as you want in whatever size you want. And they're all nine ninety nine on Etsy. That one right there of Stetson wearing the them dogs as hell shirt is on it. I took that at the parade as he's stepping out of the car. I kind of He doesn't I, seem to be on his phone, but No, no, he's actually uh, interacting. It looks like he's doing the I karate was, kid uh I was told he didn't care. Crane thing. So anyway, just go over to juaviphotography.etsy.com. I'll link it in the show notes. And you can download um I've got about thirty images of Athens stuff and, and UGA stuff and I'll continue to add to it. So uh bookmark it. I'm new to Etsy, so uh leave me a review. Uh like and subscribe. All that kind of good stuff. Also, so. I'm going to do a shout out. I'm not going to give him his give his name because he's a he's a private citizen. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to know that I got a, uh, uh, I, my my son started middle school mm-hmm. and his teacher uh, is a listener to no the way. Uh, to, to the show. So good marks for William all year. Uh, I'm, he I'm, listen. If you're listening, ride him hard. <laughs> like give him nothing. He's because William is so inherently like mean and coarse right. that like he, you kind of have to like get him in shape a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, so that's, I thought that was kind of cool. And again, there's always that thing that like I, I always forget that like this is this happens with my other work too. That I always forget that like when I'm like you know doing like family and like dad stuff, that like I'm also still that person because like, it's always like a different <laughs> thing. I always forget that, mm-hmm. anyway. So, yes, so shout out, shout out to you, sir. Also, let me uh, point out that uh, Fun Office Pools is up oh, and running. Yeah. If you competed in the past few years, you should have gotten an email from me. Oh, uh, really, yeah. it's in your oh, junk mail. Okay. Um, is there a way they can we can, you can just have a link? Because that's yeah, one question. I will I will put a link on Twitter in the next week or so. I just set it up this week. Okay. Um, in 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 much like Fraser's Magazine in Victorian England. Uh, it, uh, I'll send it out serially it's just so you kind of know what's going on. Uh, but And we're going to have a Pick'em sponsor this year. And we've got a, a, an overall podcast sponsor. We will announce that at a later date. Yeah, if, if anyone else wants to sponsor, we'll always take your money <laughs> because we are... But apparently not your maker's mark, Scott. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Somebody, Damn I it. need to look through that. Yeah, so uh, um, yeah, so... Yeah, get into the fun office pool so you can beat Scott, not me. Yeah, you will meet. I looked, and I think my highest finish is like 77th. Uh, Sounds good. You're supposed to rank the game. I know. I'm going to do that this year. (laughs) All right, so let's get into – so this – I don't know. This is how my mind thinks. I think geographically. I think – I love geography. That's been well established. I love like how far is it to this place or how long does it take to get here? Everything. So what I did was I, when I noticed Georgia's schedule, uh, I was like, 
they don't really have to travel much. They don't have to go hardly anywhere this year. And so I decided to, and it took me way long or way too long to do this, but uh, I went through every team, looked at their away games, including neutral site games, and I Google mapped the distance Mm. from campus to these places Okay, and found out the, the 14, I basically ranked it in miles driven or miles from campus to uh, the location. And it was interesting. And I mean, this isn't really a trivia question because it would be impossible to ask, but, or, but Georgia not only is number one in the country and has, you know, pretty much collectively, agreed upon by us and national writers that they have the best team in college football. They also have the fewest miles traveled, which is big when you have that away game that might be played at three thirty, and they finish and get out late, or maybe if it's an eight o'clock game, they have five away games, including Jacksonville away from Athens, a combined total of 1,135 miles traveled. One way, of course, I'm not going both ways, but you get you get the idea. For an average of 227 miles per away game, compare that to let's say Florida, who has six away games, including the Jacksonville game. They're going to travel 4,952 miles because they have to go to Salt Lake City, Lexington, both Columbia's, Jacksonville, and Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge ain't close. It's 593 miles from Gainesville. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Georgia's longest game is Jacksonville. Georgia's farthest game is Jacksonville. That is correct. 342 miles. Nashville is 308. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just found that really interesting. Now, the, the other thing, Florida's average per game is 825 miles, but there is one team... That has that plays five games away from campus that has a higher average of nine hundred twenty four miles. An SEC team. An SEC team. This season. Let's see here. Um, is it Auburn? It is Auburn. Yep. Because they have to go to Berkeley, which is twenty four hundred miles uh, away. Yes. Yeah, College Station seven hundred sixty three. Baton Rouge four sixty four. Nashville three hundred one. And Fayetteville six hundred fifty eight miles from Auburn. Yeah, it's just pretty much an outpost. Um, but Georgia I, has the fewest miles traveled. Ole Miss is next with only thirteen hundred miles. Kentucky sixteen hundred. But um, you know, I think that's a distinct advantage for the dogs by not really having to worry about going a long distance. Yeah, it's a little weird that um, with all the fraught talk about uh, conference realignment of all the power conferences, SEC is the most certainly the most geographically mm-hmm. um, contiguous. Um, and probably the most geographically coherent. The only one for now. The, in, for in now. the, the only <laughs> one that would have uh, given it a run for its money would have been like NC State because you know you, they got games against Duke and UNC <laughs> and Wake Forest, which is all right there. Yeah, within the, hundred miles. But they actually, ha- I looked at only NC State, but they only they got to go up to Connecticut. Yeah. They play a game in Stores, Connecticut. They play UConn on the road. Yes, first game of the season. Inside. I know. Um, so here are the trivia questions. What is the longest travel between two SEC schools, and then what is the shortest travel between two SEC schools? Do they schools? have to play this year or just No, no, just in, in conference as we know it. Right. Um, as it stands in 23. Correct. I would say the longest is Missouri and Florida. 
That's incorrect. Okay. Is it um, is it is Florida one of the teams? Yeah, I didn't think they no. were because just the, the longest is nine hundred twenty three miles. The shortest is seventy four. Let me look. Let me just look at all the schools. Just have Can't in front of my shortest face. Guess. You can take, guess either one. I'm gonna say the longest is the farthest away is. It's got to be a Texas school. Uh, Texas A&M. That's one of them. That was my second. Sec- what you're about to say is my second guess. So what's the first way from Texas A&M? Let's go with... Go east, young man. South Carolina? That's Kentucky. correct. Yeah! It's not Kentucky? No. It's South Carolina. Okay. All right. And then the shortest... feeling good about my geography. 75 miles. 74 miles, yeah. Or 70. I'm sure 75 works. Alabama-Auburn? Alabama-Auburn is 157 miles. Uh, Tennessee Vanderbilt? No, that's like 120. Yeah, it's like 180 miles. Arkansas-Texas A&M. No. (laughs) Uh, 74 miles? Think I-20. You don't want me to tell you, do you? Uh Alabama-Ole Miss? No, almost. Stark Vegas. Is it that close? It's that close. I thought thought Stark Vegas was a lot further south. Yeah. No. So there's that question. All right. A couple more questions. Uh, What SEC school has the shortest average proximity to other SEC schools on average? Like, so if you think about it. Got to be Alabama, right? Alabama. Like the most centrally located. I would say Alabama. What's your guess? Alabama is the correct guess. On average, their closest proximity is 305. Yeah. 305 miles. Yeah, that makes Interesting, sense. Interesting, yeah. And then what school has the longest average the longest average proximity to other SEC schools? I would schools? say Texas A&M. Yeah, or Missouri. Texas A&M at 643. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Texas, man. Yeah. It's just a different world. And then finally, I came up with this on my own. I was going to tweet it out, but what? I wanted to save it. What? What? I came up with this next one on my own. I know. I believe him. <laughs> Jesus, Tony. <laughs> um, so I noticed... I got my um, I got my media guide this year. Over there, it's thick. It's not digital. It's actually in print. I'm a digital one. This I, 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 I like the the actual print one. So, did, if you have you looked, did at you the, buy it? Is it like from the team? I got it because I'm a season ticket holder. Oh, oh, right. I guess I should have. I, I should rip it in half and give you some. Yeah, of it. Just, just just give me give me all the vowels. Did you ever you, when I <laughs> when I was at uh, when I was at GAC we had this. Uh, these uh, weightlifters that were um, like Bible uh, terrors that were not, oh, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't tear Bibles, they would tear phone books, phone but books, they would yes. go in like brothel size. You know, they were yeah. like, yeah. did you ever see them? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They would come to our school yeah. and like, it would just be like WWE guys, but they would, you know, quote Bible verses and they would rip phone books. Yeah. And what? Have, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm glad that Will knows. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They didn't come to my school because... <laughs> But, but there, there used to be a thing in this country called the Church and State Separation. Well, I went to a private school. I know, I'm just yeah, um, it was awesome, by the way. So that's it's what I thought about Atlanta Christians. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so I looked at the schedule. Georgia finishes the season with two road games. I was like, huh? When was the last okay. time that happened? Because usually uh, it's and at Georgia Tech one season, or maybe right. you're at Auburn or, or Tennessee. But since the Tennessee Auburn thing flipped. 
it just so happens we finished the season at Tennessee and then at Atlanta. And so this is the first time since 1999 wow. that okay. Georgia will end the season with two consecutive road games. And they play at Tennessee and at Georgia Tech. However, there is a caveat. In the year 2020, Georgia played a home game against Mississippi State and then went to South Carolina, Missouri, and they were supposed to play Vanderbilt at home, but they canceled. So, anyway, that's the cap. But, yes. So, what's the other team in 99 that Georgia played? So, what? What was the other team Georgia played in 99 besides Tech? I don't know. No. I thought thought at Auburn. I think it was like at Auburn, at Tech, or something like that. That might be the trivia question. Why are you asking questions? Um, and then this is also the other thing that struck me when I looked at that was I was like, November 11th is the last home game. That's really early. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, that, when was the last time we had an ending to the home season as early as November 11th? This is the earliest the Georgia home schedule has ended since 1957. Wow. When wow. Georgia played Alabama on November 2nd. Wow. And then they had consecutive road contests in Jacksonville, Columbus, <laughs> and Atlanta. Here, here's another way to look at it. Uh-huh. Um, um, on October 8th, after the Kentucky game, there's only two more home games Yeah, after October 8th. That is crazy. So it's like what Will said last week. No, no, you didn't say it last week. You said it on uh, I the say it all the time. And, you said it on the Punt and uh, Poor yeah. Man's oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, which was, I was on that. That was really I fun. I listened to yeah. it. It was great. Ryan Skates and Drew Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was you, fun. That was you fun. talked about how you know you get kind of annoyed with people. and They're like, yeah, I might go. So go ahead as we kind of end, kind of reiterate to Yeah, and this, I've said listening. this on this podcast before right, I know, too. I know, but, but it like, needs to be reiterated every season. The idea that like we spend all this time obsessing over these games, obsessing over tailgating, obsessing over what they're doing with the bridge, obsessing over all, all who, who are friends coming to visit and all of these things. And there's this huge, massive stadium right in the middle of campus, right? So everything is surrounded. The whole thing's built around it. This place we really only use... Um, uh, we only use for only six or seven times a year gets used for nothing else but graduations and uh, to celebrate people from the small town of Macon <laughs> um, that's a reference to a concert I got it yeah, 2013 yeah 2013 from Macon from the small town that's what they do that's how they treat the small and, town and like Albany Macon. or Lee County yeah. anyway anyway, anyway. Um, sorry I got off track there uh, let me go back to my point um, my point is, is we love this place. This is a place we obsess about all the time. And by week four, we're going to have so many people be like, ugh, they've blown them away in all these games. Why do we even care? Uh, this is it's so hot. That's another thing it's going to be. It's going to be so hot. Why would I go see them play UAB other than just to see them stop Trent Dilfer? That's kind of fun. <laughs> <in its own. laughs> that is fun. But, but you're going to hear this whole thing of, for like this, I feel like it's a grind. I can't go out there. I guess, this, I'm going to skip this week. I'm going to skip this week. I've been out there all three games. And after that, there's going to be only three more home games the rest of the year. And then there's going to be three more home games until Labor Day of next year. This is like this incredible thing that we get to do. We all obsess what we spend all this time going about, and then we take it for granted as soon mm-hmm. as it gets here. So I am uh, like I I plan on living until I'm 174 years old, but maybe the rest of the world won't. And if they don't, there's going to be a year where we only have so many of these games left. We only get so many times we get to do this. By all means, this and also may I kind of remind everyone: Georgia has won two national championships. 
this is, these are the high times anyway. Mm-hmm. So get out there and go to the games, even if you can't get to the other side of the stadium. I mean, I'm with you. I uh, If you know anything about me, you know how much I love tailgating, how much I love getting out and tailgating. Um, look, it's like Mr. Carlisle said, if what you're going to do, do with all your might. Get after it. I did enjoy talking to Drew Butler. That was very nice. Yeah, I, was- I, 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 uh, he definitely uh, scowled at me that I was an Arizona Cardinals fan. Because he pointed out, I had forgotten, as he pointed out, that oh, both got, him and his father got cut, he got cut by the, the last thing was cut yep. by my Arizona Cardinals. So uh, good for that. But anyway, so um, Scott, I'm sorry we're going to miss you next week. We'll yeah. miss you next week. I will miss you, but I will be back for game week. Yes, and we will have Seth. We'll have, we'll have Seth next week. It'll be a good, it should be a good, good fun show. Very, it's very the Big good Train's week. birthday. You should yeah. celebrate yeah. with her. Big Train's birthday. Happy birthday. That's right. Happy birthday. All right, until then, uh, hey, everybody, uh, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Like Will and Tony said, we'll be back with our Georgia team preview next week with special guest star. Seth Emerson, you're sure to get a bunch of inside information from Seth. He always does a great job and really brings it when he joins our show. Um, Yeah, and then after that, we'll be back with uh, our game week for UT Martin. We'll have two brand new sponsors to talk about. We're very excited to bring them on board. And uh, we'll be seeing you on campus uh, in like two weeks, two and a half weeks, which is awesome to say. And as always, go dogs. Fade it out pretty quick. Nailed it. Oh.